Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. All right. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network, and this is the show, Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. Welcome, each and every one of you, for joining us for tonight's episode. Uh, whether you're joining us via your phone or you're listening to us online, I can just thank you anyway for just stopping by and listening. Uh, before we go forward, I just want to um, just give my condolences to uh, the family of uh, Chadwick Bozeman, who uh, passed away. Uh, truly um, remarkable actor that have, uh, you know, have touched us, you know, one way or another through his movies, um, particularly the Black Panther, uh, you know, and um, there's rarely, you know, a time that we have the, you know, society, you know, watch a movie and, you know, it actually becomes, you know, comes almost a reality for a, just for a little bit, for a short time. And, um, you know, he um, truly did um, play a role, you know, to a T. And um, once again, I'd like to give my condolences to uh, Chadwick Boseman's family. And with that being said, um, <clears throat> I'd like to join, let it, like everybody just uh, get comfortable and uh, join us for our 1,277th episode of Purpose Camp Network. And tonight's title is going to be The Fight Is Not Yours. Truly believe that, you know, no matter what that you're going through and what you're doing, that God has your back. He does. Sometimes, you know, we're just doing too much, and we're not focused in the right places. You know, we're trying to fight a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual, this is spiritual warfare. When we go through spiritual warfare, there is no holds barred. There's nothing that's off limits. It's everything coming at you but the kitchen and the kitchen sink. Put it to you that way. And you know, we have to realize that we, we're ready to fight a physical fight. Spiritual warfare is a whole lot different. It's totally different. And it's something that we have to make sure we prepare ourselves, especially mentally being prepared. You know, you can sit and you can pray. And you can meditate, but at the same time, you know, a, a spiritual warfare, in, the, in a way, comes at you. It comes at you different. And the best way I can explain, you know, spiritual warfare, what's going on, especially in these times and, and days with the coronavirus, that's a spiritual warfare. This is something unleashed against our spirit, to break our spirit. Something thrown at something thrown at us to just break our spirit. You know, from time to time, there are things that happen to us, and then we take it. And we we take to fight it physically when we should be prepared to fight this fight it spiritually. You know, God has our back in many ways, but if we don't use and utilize when we learn in our spiritual warfare life, we're, we're 
doing spiritual warfare right now. You know, one of the, the best um, things that I can tell you that has happened during our, you know, our lifetime is that that has happened in the past, happened in the past where uh, it was two guys, two boxers. One was named George Foreman, and the other guy was named Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was at, you know, he was coming down off his peak of his boxing career. George Foreman was just beginning. He was age 24. George Foreman was a huge, imposing man. And they choose to fight in Manila. Manila. And um, there was hence the, the thriller in Manila. And here you had Muhammad Ali who was everyone knew or everyone thought they knew that George Foreman was going to just tear him limb from limb. George Foreman was an imposing figure. He was just a wild man in the boxing ring. Uh, Muhammad Ali's style was, you know, nice and, you know, pretty much, you know, what he said, fly, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And uh, George Foreman, just from what everybody, just how he saw him, he was just imposing, overpowering, and that they knew that he was going to tear down Muhammad Ali. But what Muhammad Ali did was he had a strategy. And that's the whole key thing, a strategy. You know, when we go into battle, we go to combat, we have to have a strategy. If you have no plan, plan to fail. Because without a plan and not and, and you know, implementing that plan, we should have an idea of if we're winning or if we're losing. And hence where, you know, I I give the idea of, of Muhammad Ali and the floor of in Manila. Because what he did was he let George Foreman Wailed on him, just swinging everything he's got. He's just covering up. He's not just sitting there taking the punches. He's just bobbing and weaving. Then he had something he had called the rope of where he'd lay on the ropes. He uses the ropes as he swing, as George Foreman is just swinging away, swinging away, swinging away. And there was something else that Muhammad Ali knew that George Foreman never, his fights never went past the eighth round. So when round nine came out, hence you got the the becoming of the Ali shuffle and all that, uh, razzle and dazzle, and eventually, you know, Muhammad Ali still had his vigor, and, you know, he he was able to wear down George Foreman and eventually win the fight. The, the kind of things that I'm, I just, you know, want to just mention to you, because the the, the whole thing is the plan, the formulation. You know the formulation of the plan is what is what gets you by, how you win, how you win the battle. All right, so let me just go ahead and explain to you, like in the spiritual realm. You know, you have basically every battle, whether lost or won. You know, it's it's basically spiritual from here on out. You know, the truth is that we're always in a battle, and the truth is. It's basically spiritual. You know, there are always demons that are just working, trying to draw you away from God, trying to destroy your families and steal your health and your peace and your joy and ultimately trying to kill you. You know, the thing is, is that we often get by 
basically with simple and you know we pray to just pray. We pray to you know the, the you know the prayer I'm talking about. God lead me down to speak, you know, and things like that. You know, the devil knows if he can get you to expand all your energy and fighting and struggling and warring in the flesh that you are that basically you're already defeated. Defeated. Spiritual battles can never be won on natural grounds. Spiritual battles can never be won on physical grounds with physical weapons. Spiritual battles must be fought with spiritual weapons. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules, the rules of the darkness of this world. Again, spiritual wickedness in high places. Our battle is spiritual. You know, your enemy is not your neighbor and not the person that makes your life miserable. And your enemy is not, you know, the IRS or the DMV or any part of any governmental, you know, entity. Your, you know, your enemy is not a drug, alcohol, nicotine, and your enemy is not a homosexual lesbian or fornication or adultery, and your enemy is not sickness and disease and poverty and, and, you know, yes, you know, there are so many things where we can say or we can blame, but the real enemy is, is in your mind. The good news is that we have given spiritual weapons to fight this battle, you know, and then um, we can go to uh, – Second Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 5, where we walk in the flesh and we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not but mighty through God and by the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought of the obedience of Christ. Amen. So uh, basically, we're going to go over, we're going to cover uh, Exodus uh, chapter 17, 13. And this is one of the, you know, the ways that um, I've seen how our, our spiritual strength conquers our enemies. And, you know, when I, when I use the word conquer, I mean, <clears throat> ultimately defeat them. Just, you know, they it's like they never existed. You know, when you use... You know your spirit, your spiritual might. You know, you come through, and we just have to be in a mindset that this is a, a different battle. This is not a battle where, you know, we put on armor and we put on we have weapons and stuff like that. This is where, you know, we have to actually draw upon not just ourselves, but Christ to help us. So, this is basically a fight. Um, between and I just you know excuse me if I get the names right, but um, it was basically Joshua and the children of Israel, and they actually had a confrontation with um, someone that really wanted to destroy them. So the basic thing of, of the whole battle was it symbolized how the enemy uses you know the natural things in war against us. So let me just give you um, a picture of what happened. Uh, you know. We know that, you know, disease may, you know, manifest in its natural 
you know, that it's natural that we are prone to diseases, some diseases. Some di- diseases are are DNA genetically. And even if, you know, um, we are predetermined to have certain diseases that could manifest in our bodies, if we do not dwell on the negative and go into positive and deal with it as it does, I mean, as it does happen, or as de- develops, that's less energy that you can that that you're using that you can expand on. You know, meditating on Christ, or even just better. You know, meditating on on yourself or people around you, and that's what um, basically what was going on when uh, <clears throat> Moses was telling you know telling his allies, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on top of the hill, and I'm going to go ahead and say a prayer. And he says, I don't know how this is all going to happen, but in the end, you know, we will prevail. <clears throat> so when Moses' hands were raised, you know, with the rod of God, the children of Israel were prevailing. But when his hand and the rod began to fall, um, and I might get this name wrong, um, I think it's um, Amalek prevailed. And if you see that the enemy seems to be gaining ground in your life, the first thing you need to do is ask the question, you know, how my how is my prayer life? And the next one is, how is my word life? Now, when you say, what do words have to do with, you know, your prayer? And this is where I, I, I was mentioning where I said, you know, when you use words in your prayers, we don't, you know, he he does, God does not want you to use lollipop words. Like, you know, like I was saying, God, you know, uh, our soul to keep, and, you know, stuff like that. That's, those are lollipop prayers. You know, that's something that a child can recite. You know, he wants you to, you know, give a, a, a true testimony, a, a true prayer. You know, and when we, you know, when we open our heart to God and when we just really, you know, give our best efforts, not just, you know, like I said, lollipop prayers, uh, you know, it, that that's just something that any anybody can do. You know, he wants the best effort from us. When we pray to him, he doesn't want us to pray, you know, simply and then, you know, lay down and go to sleep. He wants he wants you to like you talk to your wife or, or you know you know how you know like how was your day? He's like, Hey God, you know, uh I had a challenging day but I, I got through it and he wants prayers like that. He doesn't want any ordinary simple prayer. And you know, and that's one thing that we, we forget that when we are making a spiritual connection to God, that we're constantly building it and building it and building it and building it. You know, we're not supposed to be there and say, hey, okay, well, while I got your attention, uh, let me just say this. Okay, goodbye. You know, when we were, this is, and this is the best um, thing I can describe to you. Now, I know that when you were a teenager or a young adult, and you just met someone. And when you met them, you know, you were talking to them like, you know, you're not going to talk to them the next day or just you was on the phone all day and night. And they even got to the point where, you know, maybe someone's parents said, hey, uh, have you been on the phone long enough? Okay, mom, five more minutes. And you just go talking and talking and talking until you just exhausted and you're talking to each other. And then you say, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. 
that's the kind of, of, of bond that God wants you to create, that, that, that same energy, that same energy, you know, when, you know, when you had that, that passion, where you just had that connection, where you just, just simply just didn't want to hang up. We just wanted to stay on the phone as long as you can. And that's how we should be. It's like no matter how tired we are, we always want to be in the spirit of Christ. We had that vigor, I, I, you know, at the end of the day. And even though you're tired, you're saying to yourself, I just love this connection I have with Christ, and I just, I'm not, I'm not ready, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to fight it out as long as I can until I fall asleep. You know, and and that's just the that's just the way we have to be. You know. And basically it's not what's written that defeats a double in your life. It's what's written that lives in your heart and and, and fills your, your 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 mouth that defeats a double. The sword the of the serpent defeats the devil is the word of God spoken with authority from a believing heart. The church in the case of, of you know, Christ you know, through you know, through prayer, the ark was carried upon the shoulders of, of priests, so that God committed His you know co- committed His presence and power on the shoulder of, of prayers and saints. Our prayer, our praying grounds everyone is equal. You know, the the greatest call of God is not apostle or prophet, evangelist, teacher, preacher, or a prayer word. It's the prayer that makes the apostle or prophet. It's through the prayer that puts on and activates and holds the place every piece of our Christian armor. That's right, our, our Christian armor. And we can't forget this is spiritual warfare. We've got to make sure we protect ourselves. Okay, so I'm going to go to Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always, patience in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance, and supplication for all saints. There is no such thing as a victorious Christian life without prayer. It is by and through prayer that we wage war. You know, it is through prayer that we receive our provisions for the battle. And through prayer that we receive power for the, for the battle. It is in the, the closest of prayer that Christians are dressed for the battle and for for life. You know, you are not Dress until you you're prayed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before David defeated Goliath, publicly he had already conquered the lion and the bear privately. This is a symbol of the of the prayer battle. All public victories owes an accomplishment to private prayer. Jesus said, "He that prayeth to his Father secretly shall be rewarded openly." You know your Christian life can be easily you know diagnosed by your prayer life. Your prayer life is basically the thermometer of your spiritual life. You know, uh, so real quickly, I'm just going to um, just get something to sip on. And while I'm doing that, I just want to let you know that uh, you're listening to the Purpose Kingdom Network, and the phone number to call in is 319-527-6091, or you can listen to us online at www blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Okay. All right, so we're going to get back to um, where we was. We're talking about Ephesians 
and we were talking about uh, prayer, even private prayer. <clears throat> you get rewarded openly um, through uh, through prayer. All right, so we're going to go to um, James chapter 5 and 16, and it's um, about the effectual prayer of a righteous man, you know, is much. So effectual means powerful, power of, to, to achieve results. And, you know, uh, fervent, uh, to be hot, to boil, speaks of brevity of spirit. It is a little old-fashioned, but you know, I've been embarrassed to say that I still believe in, you know, uh, holiness. You know, I still believe in the purity in the word and in, in the deed and thought. You know, in mind, I still believe that you know holiness is as holy as holy does. You know, that means that if you, if your heart is holy, your your life will be too. You know, you will walk the holy walk and you will talk the holy talk. You'll dress you know holy. Basically, it, you know how, how your holy life is is how you, you you're going to go about your life. You know, I shouldn't have to to see you know basically a church affiliation and know that you're a Christian. You know, I should be able to tell by just the life I see in front of you, no matter what you're doing. You know, um, you could be going shopping. You could be doing anything. And automatically you should look at that person and say, hey, um, that person goes to a good church or that person is holy. You know, it's not it's not old-fashioned to, you know, think that holy, you know, holiness is, is corny. But it's basically, you know, being in that state, that's how you, you're able to, uh, you know, fight everyday battles. And it seems like that no matter, you know, what kind of battles or what, what kind of things you're facing, it seems like it just sheds off right, you know, it sheds right off your back. Like having a, a raincoat and water just going to shed right down your back. You know, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, um, you're not having, you know, trials and tribulations. It just seems that you are dealing with things with ease. And nobody knows what the other person is going through, what they're feeling, unless, you know, they actually tell them. And sometimes, you know, even though some things may happen and it seems like it's just moving seamlessly how they just go, they can go about life without it looking like it's not even affecting them, not in one way or one level. But that is the way we all should be. You know, some people may, you know, all of a sudden they get hit with a, uh, a water bill, and you know, there's, you know, there's different reactions. There's, oh man, I forgot about this bill. Oh man, this bill is here. Oh, what am I going to do? And then there's the other reaction. Some people say, hey, you know what? Some kind of way I'll, I'll work it out and find, you know, find a way to get this paid. But you know, it'll get paid. And just the you know the, the ordinary reactions we get or how we ordinary deal with things is not how we how we actually do things. Now, just to say, for instance, that somebody gets you know a water bill, and all of a sudden they say, "Dang man, every time, every time, you know what? I'm just gonna take that tide money and pay this water bill and just get it over with." But no, that's the that's the wrong way to, to go about it. You know, God has is, is spiritually set up things 
you know, balances and counterbalances. For you to live your life, and even if you're not, you know, you're not at the right point in your prayer life, he has to set up where you are just constantly building, and you're, you're, you're building adversity so you can get to that point where you can say, and you're making the right choices. But it all starts at, you know, it, it all starts at a certain point. You have to pick that point in your life where you're ready to start building up that spiritual adversity. You know, where we have to, you know, to say it in, in certain terms, put in your big boy pants. Where you, you're not, you know, you're not going to be, you know, sit, sit, sitting there and becoming a child, you know, and just constantly having tantrums. You know, we, we're not, you know, we're not there. And it always seems that, and the first thing we learn when we're babies that whoever screams allowed us gets the most attention. But that's just simply not the case. You know, the case is that we, we have to, you know, grow up. We, we do. We have to just grow up. Um, so I've, um, I don't know how I got into that, that range, but I'm trying to get back on subject. So, um, it, well, yeah, I got into here because we're talking about, prayer, you know, prayer of life. Um, so a man prayed once said, as I painted fire, is no fire. A dead man, no man. So a cold prayer is no prayer. In a painted fire, there is no heat. In a dead man, there is no life. So in a cold prayer, there is no omnipotency, omnipotency, no devotion, no blessing. Cold prayers are as arrows without heads, as swords without edges. As birds without wings, they pierce not, they cut not, they fly not up to heaven. Cold prayers do always freeze before they get to heaven. And um, that was, uh, you know, a poem I basically read somewhere. I forgot where I read it, but I came across it again. I just figured that was the best time to go ahead and recite that prayer. You know, God can and does tolerate many things in the way of infirmity, an error in his children. You know, he can and will pardon sin when the person prays. But two things are, you know, intolerable to him. Insincerity and lukewarmness. You know, lack of heart and lack of, uh, of heat are two things he hates. You know, God does not accept, an, you know, in answer to prayer, you know, accident and you shall receive, seeking you shall find, not and it shall be open unto you. You know, you have not because you ask not. When Moses' hands drop, you know, basically the enemy gained advantage. You know, when your hands drop, Satan gains the advantage. You know, look into your own life and ask yourself, you know, this very question, have I lost ground? If the answer is yes, then it's due to our weakness in prayer. You know, there, there is where, this is where the real battle is. And this, this is where, you know, it's won or lost. It has to be, you know, it has has been said, you know, and he 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 who stands tallest kneels the most. You know, um, I love the this you know the story in the Bible because you know it shows us you know power of prayer and the inner working of prayer. You know, note that that Moses' hands dropped and the enemy gained advantage. You know, that tells me that no matter how powerful or how anointed a man or woman may be. You know, we need help. 
Moses' hands got heavy. That means, you know, he, he grew tired upon the burden, upon the weight of the of the need that, you know, means he felt the weight of the burden. You know, if you have, as you know, um, ever, you know, under, you know, like a real prayer, a, a, a burden, then you exactly do, you know, what, how that feels like. You know, there's such a thing as a prayer burden that weighs on you and presses on you. So let me just, you know, add this, you know, this thing. This is a never bad thing. You know, the burden of the Lord is a blessing. You know, it's an honor to get under the load of prayer, but it can get heavy. You know, we're we're not never meant to carry the load alone. So Aaron and her became Moses' helpers in prayer. <clears throat> I know that we, you know, we have helpers in prayer, you know, everywhere. Um basically in our congregation, our, our, um, our sanctuaries, you know, and I know that many of your prayers, you know, in your home, you know, they, you know, have prayer in your home and you have, you know, your helpers there, you know, could be your kid, your spouse, but somebody is, you know, basically there, you know, with you while you're, while you're praying. But I just want to know, I was going to let you know, you know, having, you know, prayers daily, um, prayer, prayer meetings, family meetings, you know, that means a lot. It, it really does because that, that builds up um, to, you know, basically have that, you know, that rapport, you know, in your home. And it's, it's always, you know, um, a great way to this, you know, just build that bond where, you know, each and every, you know, prayer warrior, or a family member, you know. Um, so, and and I want you to know that when I look around and I see, you know, uh, people that's more like me, more holy, you know, um, or even, you know, more spiritually grounded than me, um, I, I actually let them know that, you know, we're, we appreciate them. You know, the, prayer, the prayers of every person, that have been, you know, placed upon us, you know, through just fellowship or just friendship or just, you know, to give us a moment of strength or just to say, you know, hello, I've been praying about you, brother. Hey, I've been praying about your sister. You know, those are the things, you know, that we need to, you know, work on and improve because, you know, without, you know, someone just coming just coming out the out the blue, it is basically. Uh, you know, it, it's just one of those, wow, that was a welcome hello, or that was a welcome, you know, hi, how you doing? And it's um, it's just, it's just a blessing, and we had to take it for that. And so let me just um, start getting back to some of the, the points I was talking about earlier. You know, if we're going to win, you know, these battles that we're fighting, you know, we can't do it alone. You know, we are our fellow laborers, and we are comrades, and, and we are partners. You know, we are a team. So basically, um, they took a stone and brought it to Moses to sit down on. This represents two things. First, it represents stabilizing, supporting, and establishing strength. And secondly, it represents even though you are in a battle, you can rest now because, you know, you are not in it alone. No, you can't quit fighting, but you don't have to just carry the load all by yourself. You can breathe now, basically. And so 
you know, we go into Exodus uh, 12 and 13, but Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. He sat there, there, there on, and Aaron and her stayed by his hands, the one on the one side and the one on the other side, and his hands were steady, and steady until they were going down to the sun. And Joshua discommitted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And his hands were steady until the, the going down of the sun. His hands represent the strength, his spiritual power. His, I believe today that God, you know, has a message that he wanted, you know, basically us to remember. Number one, we're in battle. Number two, the battle is not imaginary. The battle is real. The, the real battle is spiritual, not physical. You know, we must fight in a, you know, with the spirit, with spiritual weapons. And lastly, we can't win alone. You know, every prayer, every person has, you know, basically uh, integral part of, of, of a victory that we win Children of the day that, you know, there's just some of us that have, have felt like they have, like, like you know, like I, I have felt, like they're on the mountainside alone. And, you know, that's not true. You know, we're not at the mountainside alone. You know, we, we have fellowship. You know, we, we're there. And, you know, we have to have a game plan. You know, and I know that, you know, we all don't, you know, want to fight, you know, things alone. We don't, we always want to make sure that we have a common partner, that we have a common enemy. And we do. We're just not looking around. We're so blinded with just watching, you know, just looking ahead and not looking around us, not looking for like minds, like attitudes, like commitments that we want to win, that this is not a losing battle that we're fighting. We just have a losing attitude. We have to look forward. We have to always look forward. You know, we can't have that defeated mindset. If you have a defeated mindset, there's not even there's no need for you to go out to battle. You've already lost. What we need to do is we need to have that that winning attitude. We have to have a a, a plan and have committed like like minds with us. You know, when we fight this spiritual warfare battle. You're going to see people fall. And that's what happens in battle. But the one thing is you cannot have the mindset that if Pastor so-and-so, you know, he, 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 fell, he fell in the battle and he didn't get up. You know, we can't have that, that attitude of, you know, what happens around us. You know, if, if, we, if we do that, we let fear conquer us. And one thing God did not intend for us is to be fearful people or to live fearfully. He gave it and set into into our minds and our hearts that we are to be defiant. We're supposed to look fear in the eye. We we're to go into battle. You know, and I just want to mention, you know, one 
once again, David, when he fought Goliath, it was much so what happened with Muhammad Ali and, and George Foreman, where everyone says, hey, you know, take my armor, take my helmet, take my shield. And David said, no, I didn't need any of that. He didn't need any of that. And he said, well, he's, you're going against a, a massive man there. David didn't need that. He didn't need none of that. He reached out and grabbed the stone. Now, that doesn't mean that David didn't choose a weapon. It's just that it wasn't suited for him. And he had a sling. And that stone, he was able to stun the giant and slay him. And it's just that simple. And it sounds real simple, but it's real simple. You have a plan, you have an enemy. You have you you choose your weapon. You take aim, fire, bam, that's it. That's how it is when God is in your corner. And it happens it happens every time. For some people it even happens in their sleep when something's going on. And it happens so fast. You know, I like to um thank everybody that has been listening tonight. Uh especially those those uh that consider themselves prayer warriors, uh, those that up, constantly uphold and uplift people in their house, even people outside of their house, constantly giving praise, you know, not praises, but constantly giving, you know, uh, you know, uh, spiritual advice, I can say, to other people. Um, we, we like to thank you for, for doing that because, you know, without you, you know, you never know. Um, just an encouraging word can go a long way, especially for somebody that's always, you know, um, feeling upbeat. And one time they might just need just one little word of encouragement. But, uh, you know, I thank all of you for, for doing so. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the uh, call of salvation. And um, then I'm going to wrap things up uh, pretty quickly. I've had a, a pretty long week. Um Basically, uh, like they say, you know, yeah, I'm out of spit. <laughs> but um, with, with that, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and um, do the call of salvation. Now, the call of salvation is for those that, you know, uh, want to invite Christ in your life, where you uh, may not have had, you may seem not to have had an opportunity to invite him in your life. Well, you know, you can do so right now. You know, where you can just offer, you know, your God, you know, your sympathy, I mean, not your sympathy, but your sincere ear, your sincere words. And one of the best ways to do that is to say, Father God, I want to invite you into my life. That, you know, and that there, you know, inviting to your life, man, let me tell you, this is the best thing you can ever do. You can say, Father God, I am just a sinner. I just want to change my life. I like to accept your your gift when you gave up your only begotten son to die for my sins. I just like to thank you so much. You know, we're we are you know you know, we, we just want to just make sure that we, we wrap ourselves up, you know, in that comfort of knowing that God can accept us 
and that he, he wants us to, you know, believe in Christ because without Christ we can't get to him. You know, so we just want to make sure that we, we make sure that we are transforming our lives, that we take advantage of, of his acceptance to us. And we want just want to make sure you that you make the most of it. And uh, you know, we're just so glad that you have changed you know, you you've accepted Christ in your life and became a new creature. We just thank you so much. Um and you know, as, as we thank Christ so you know so much for accepting our new life, the next thing I want you to do is just uh, tell someone, tell a friend, a family member, uh, just let them know that you have accepted Christ in your life. We should do that. You know, you're saved. You know, you you're you're sending out everything to everyone, and you know, you're letting them know that you know I am a new creature. I am unmoved in my faith, that I am on my way. And, you know, with that, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, real quickly do the announcements. It seems like I got a caller, so I'm going to get my caller on real quickly um, after I do the announcements. Uh, this is a part of the Purpose Kingdom Network. And anytime you want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can contact us here at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We get to your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or just send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Anytime you want to hear any of our past or previous broadcasts, you go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Uh, all you have to do is just simply hit the host name, uh, type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Um, and we'd like to thank you so much. Uh, tomorrow evening, we do have uh, scheduled programming for PKN Newsroom. Uh, it's going to be broadcasted at the 9 p.m. hour. And we uh like to thank you uh for supporting us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, no matter where in the world you are. Uh we'd like to thank you so much. And so now um I got a caller, so let me just go ahead and see if I can bring my caller on. Uh praise the Lord. Uh you're on Purpose Kingdom Network. Praise the Lord, this are is Dominique. Hey. Hey, Diamond, what's Can going on? How are you doing? Nothing much. I hope you can hear me well. I'm from my laptop. I was having trouble um, online. It keeps knocking me out, but um, I was able to do it from my laptop. Um, oh, cool. But I'm, I'm really enjoying the word, and I think that it's so, especially during a time like this, and for the past couple of weeks, I've just really been talking to my friends and those who are around me just speaking up like, we definitely is definitely a spiritual warfare and mm-hmm. for those who have eyes let them see and for those who have ears let them hear because this is definitely the time to be praying and and for the body of Christ to actually be on one accord because things are being revealed that that, that these things are being revealed today that is to come the coming of Christ He's coming. We have to be prepared so we're not deceived. We have to be prepared Mm -hmm. so that we will stand. And it's going to come a time where we all have to stand. It will be so bad. It will be so bad. I don't know how soon it will happen or if we will even see it, but I'm telling you it's going to be a time where we all will have to stand. And we have to strategize. And I, I love that analogy you use with, uh, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman about 
Muhammad Ali having the strategies, a lot of people in their prayer life just going out welling and swinging. And by the eighth round or by the eighth job, by the eighth relationship, they're already knocked out. They're already tired and they're defeated. But you have mm. to strategize because the devil, he knows, he, he's strategic. He's strategic. He studied, he's so strategic that he studied the plan of God and he twisted it. That when he even put it, that, that the people of God are asleep, that when he even say it to them, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They skim over it and they don't look at the fine print and the details. So us being the people of God, mm. we have to be strategic in all that we do and being strategic in our prayers. So when you pray, make sure you, you're praying at those hours that activate the spirit, like the midnight hour, midnight hour like that 3 a.m. hour, you know, being up and praying. And then when, you, when you're finished praying, go out and do the work. Um, I'm sorry to be all mm. rambling, but you know, no, no, so amen, amen. Up and hype. And I just have one more to add. And when you mentioned about um, just David going out and fighting in war, and he didn't need the armor of Saul, and that just something triggered in me because a lot of us are it. He he didn't. It's not that he didn't need the, but Saul's clothes, his 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 gear didn't fit him. So he said, "This is not my position. You're trying to put me in a position that is yours. I'm going to go out. This is where I'm best fitted. If I'm myself, so it's good for us to be ourselves and not try to fit in clothes that that don't fit. Loose pants. Mm. So we got to walk with God. We have to walk in the clothing that God put us in." So we can be in that right space, so we will win the battle. Um, so yes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I no, no, no. Yeah. That's good. That was, that was that was good. That was good. I uh, I enjoyed that right there. But yeah, you know, I I appreciate um, calling in, Diamond, and thanks for just you know um just you know adding on to um what we were doing tonight. So thanks, Diamond. Thanks, Zach. All right, and that is my daughter, Dominique Hudson, and she is on every other Wednesday, the dwelling place at 9 p.m., so uh, don't forget to um, check her out, and um, as always, she has good shows and great insight. Uh, So um, as we're moving along, and I'm basically done, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wrapping things up, and... um, I, uh, as always, like uh, broadcasting here on Perfect Camp Network. Uh, can't picture doing anything else um, a- anywhere else at this time. Uh, I- I'm just, you know, delighted um, and happy, whatever whatever word you want to use. Uh, you can insert it in there, and that's what I'm saying. So um, my next broadcast will be in two weeks, so uh, I'll see you next month. And it's September already. Uh, so you know we're we're um going to be in September. Uh, the next time we meet again, God's on God's blessing. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, thanks to you know thanks for everyone calling in and um, sending a message on the chat board. Thank you so much. Uh, with that being said, you know um I am just going to just you know uh. Let everybody know that, you know, um, once again, we'll be on the air tomorrow 
uh, at 9 p.m., and it's going to be Purpose Kingdom Newsroom. All right, with that being said, I'm out of here. Peace. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me. 